Successor to Disco Duck. No. Ooh. Hey, babe. Ooh. Yeah. Trey. Trey, could you do the uh, karaoke for us? Oh, I don't remember this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot it was going to the first. Sign the kid up. Good thing it's hour two because it's after work. That's right. Of the game. With Mitch Fortner. That's me. Troy Coverdale's over here. Hello. Uh, We got David G. And uh, Travion Birkland is here as well. Who's on your shirt, Trey? Black Sabbath. Oh, I couldn't see the bottom of it. Nice. I see the Ozman. The clock was blocking the Ozman. So change it. Make sure we can see it, Trey. Sorry, man. So uh, Geezer Butler is going to actually be uh, a part of the Taylor Hawkins, one of the tribute shows. Maybe it's both. Whoa. But he's going to be a part of that. That's rad. Um, There's a ton of people going to be at that. Guys, we did it. We did it. Who did we scare away? Uh, No, it's uh, the college football, uh, the the Fox College Football Twitter account doing the, uh, the field of 64 votes. On who's the best fan base in, in college football? Uh, K State beat Nebraska yesterday. Woo-hoo-hoo. Beat them fifty-one to forty-nine percent. It was a barn burner on the edge of your seat, nail biter. Wow! But the cats got it done. But K State fans, we don't stop there. We're not done. Nope. Don't stop. Won't stop. Because the next round is underway. This is the Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen, and it's another rival, I guess. Uh, K-State and Oklahoma State. And right now, K-State's trailing. K-State's trailing. I don't like to see that. We have a day and 21 hours to go. And um, it's 51 to 49 when it comes to percentage for Oklahoma State. Come so on. we got plenty of time, but make sure to get your votes in. Unlike the presidential election, every count votes, people. <laughs> every Vote every vote counts. <laughs> every count votes. Baby. I, I had to stop myself. I was on one, and then when you mix up words, it comes to a screeching halt, and you're not taken seriously anymore. <laughs> I still believe. I still believe. <laughs> I noticed in the uh, video that K State put out today of Brett Yormark. He was here on. Uh, he was at the facilities earlier today, meeting the people, shaking hands with the coaches, and. Gene Taylor welcoming him in, and Yormar got to see the facilities, and I noticed uh, got to talk with Felix and Udike Uzama. Good yeah. guy to talk to. That he's a fun as even with the media, he's a fun guy to talk to. And I can't say that about many people who are student athletes. I just can't. We don't get a whole lot of personality. But when Felix is talking to the media, he is personality. Mm-hmm. And Brett Yarmark got to meet him. I noticed King Felix was wearing one of the new Charlie Hustle Deuce Vaughn shirts. Did you see the? the I uh, did. I saw that yesterday. Oh, the slick. Deuce is loose. Deuce is loose. Oh, slick. I like it. I'm not. I think we could make it a little bit better, but mm-hmm. it's not bad. I would buy the shirt. Yeah. Of course, he's hashtag my boy, and I'm sure Deuce is hopefully going to make a lot of money off of these T-shirts thanks to NIL. Also, I think what it it popped in my mind, another question I'd want to ask Brett Yormark, and maybe I could actually, when we get, uh, excuse you, do you want to get the cough out real quick? There you go. Get it out. There you go. Thank you. Um, and I could probably save this question for Gene Taylor. 
I would love to know, has EA Sports reached out yet about the new video game? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. About NIL, the licensing with it. I don't know if they talked to the Big 12, but if they talked to every individual school. I would imagine it's every individual school. That's got to be an individual thing. That's got to be, and that's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I always was like. No wor- <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus. No wonder they don't, like, name people, because that would be a pain in the rear. I used to, on those video games, like, make the whole K-State roster myself, and that yeah, was a lot of work. Insane hours on doing it, but it was worth it. Yeah. Because that team won Big 12 titles and yeah, national championships and Heisman trophies. So you're, you're damn right I won their last name on that jersey. <laughs> All day. All day. The thing was, like, the characteristics of the players, the look, the height, weight, was already on the money with the roster. It was just the name you needed to put on there. The light, you know, the face it slightly resembled the actual student athlete. Sometimes when a guy comes out of nowhere, though, it'd be like way off. Like, that guy doesn't look like that at all. Oh, yeah, because he's not good yet. And then the, <laughs> when you play the Dynasty, then the next class comes in, and you have some random tied in by the name of Chip Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Casey would never recruit a Chip, Chip Wallace. Chip Wallace Chip. from Wabunsi. You know, and you're like, come on, man. That, has, that never happened. D- did they happen to uh, also recruit his friend Wally? Wally Wallace? You know, I mean, honestly. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> I appreciated the effort there, Troy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Appreciate the effort. Oh, boy. So, 40 years ago today, the CD was announced. Did you guys ever own the Jock Jams? Any of the Jock Jams? (laughs) Yes. I had a couple of them. But what was... I'm probably stealing material from... Ask us anything, but I'm not going to be here for Ask Us Anything. Uh, I'm I'm going to split just a tad bit early. What? Um, But um, first CD you ever owned... REM automatic for the people. Was there any That's significance behind it, or was it just like you're like I'm going to go buy well, a CD today? I know it was that. That was when I actually got my first CD player. Oh, really? I when did that album come out? Ninety two. Wow i I kind of thought you would have had one before then, but I don't know when CD players like. Are we talking like a portable CD player or one you had in your car? No, or? this was uh, this was for my system, like a stereo. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. See, mine was the very first Backstreet Boys CD. Damn. In like '96. Don't tell anybody then. I was six or seven. Like that. There's nothing guilty about that. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, Automatic for the People, 1992. Huh. That is very random. I didn't think of you as an REM fan. I uh, I couldn't be trusted with CDs until I was in like 1996, until I was sixth grade. And my mom bought me um, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by Smashing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was angsty. I was yeah. an angsty teen, for sure. Was that album any teen? good? Oh. Smash. It was it really it was a double CD. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I going into going into sixth grade. Yeah, uh, tonight tonight's on there. Zero mm. bu- bull uh, butter, zero's good. Um, butterfly bullet with butterfly wings on there. It's a smasher. It's definitely a smasher. I, zero's like one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm not a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. A lot of people say that, but yeah, never listen to the old stuff. Have ya, Trey? Trey. Um, I can't remember what my first CD was because Blue's Clues. I mean, yeah, it would have been a mix of either wow. the Wiggles or Hannah ah, Montana, Franklin. 
or the Doodle Bops, something the along do- those lines. Oh the, the Doodle Bops? Come on, Playhouse have Disney. Stop. Have you guys heard of the Doodle Bops? I've never. never in my life. I grew up with like Disney Channel, yeah. smart it, guy. It was this the specific segment of like 2007, 2009. They were like oh. one of the biggest things, man. The Doodle Bops. That, that, their theme song's pretty close to that, actually. Do you still have CDs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a giant collection. I probably have over 800. That's my 800? main... 800? That's, that's my main way I listen to music. The I don't have is, a streaming service. Man, you are behind... You are from the, the 80s. <laughs> well, I still use iTunes. I upload all my albums to iTunes. And then I have iTunes Match, which goes to all your devices like streaming so you might be more behind in the times than my parents i don't know (laughs) that's pretty slick though itunes match will put it on all of your devices correct and you're just like wham there it is play it up but he just said he he listens to cds more than anything else yeah that's crazy like the actual like your phone or whatever crazy talk next thing you know he'll be telling us that he listens on vinyl but the thing like I have some vinyl. <laughs> I have some vinyl. You know, he's not into the uh, vinyl phase yet. Not as much as that was my first thing was vinyl, but then I started collecting CDs more because it's cheaper and easier. I don't see CDs ever being what vinyl is. No, no. Because it's plastic, like plastic yeah. case. I'm just like vinyl is, and it's smaller. It, it's like that's why CDs are cooler to me because they're not big. Clunky, bug, bug. this thing. Put it on the thing and put the needle on the thing. No, take the CD out and throw it in a player, and it'll do the thing for you. The vinyl stuff is just like whatever. Well, hopefully dude. you're not a peasant, and your record player will put the needle on the record for you. Yeah, put the needle what? on the record, put the needle on the record, put the needle. I mean, on cassettes have come back, like so this. I'm sure CDs would come back. Cassettes, cassettes come back. Yes, they like that sound of it clicking in. Oh, now you're ready. And the ones that played. The, not the sideways ones, but the ones you had to put it in like width ways. Oh, you're in for a journey now. Bunkers! Let's go. Forget it. Bring back eight. Oh, I let's had... pick up. We got to go pick up Mitch. Click, <laughs> click. <laughs> cassettes aren't at the point where they're like selling it in Walmart like vinyl is, but like there's a no. lot of new albums on cassette and mm. it's brought, it's being, it's back on the internet. I don't think it's okay. I'm not like disagreeing with you. Like I, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, downgrade what you just said, but you downgrade what he back. Says. I'm gonna air quote back. Like cassettes are back. I don't, I don't feel that way. Okay, well, I, there's a niche market for it. Yeah. Okay. There <laughs> you go. Hashtag niche. But like Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, they all put their albums on on cassette too. Oh, of course. See, that that's the thing. Oh well, vinyl's already being done, so let's be edgy and go with cassette. But the, mm-hmm. here's the difference. Mm-hmm. You can go to Walmart right now and see a stack of record players in the middle of the aisle. Sure. You can't go to Walmart. Well, maybe you could, but you can't just go anywhere and get a cassette player. You have to. Go I don't thrift. think you can. You have to go to a thrift store. You can yeah. still buy. You can still buy um, little Walkmans at Target and um, blank cassettes too. <laughs> I did. I had to burn a CD for somebody, and I to go find burnable CDs was like the. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, man. I was like, what? <laughs> it was um, impossible. Well, it was I, crazy. And I never had that life where you would wait for a song to come on the radio and then you record it oh, dude. onto a cassette. Dude, I remember a guy I knew, shout out to Garrett, 
a buddy of mine would he would record his ringtone from like a, a speaker before ringtone like the songs oh came out as ringtones. Oh boy, he would record. And then that's what, what his ringtone would be. And I always thought that was the coolest thing I ever heard of. Really? Yeah. Maybe maybe for that time. Oh yeah. It was it before was, you could start downloading. The them. MIDI files were all you could get, and it wasn't very many. And it was like yeah. this is stupid. But once ringtones became a thing, it was like, well, I'm gonna spend fifteen dollars now, and you just you get them all. And you'd have different ringtones for different people. Oh, well, see, man. Here's, but here's the deal with that: when you set ringtones to all your friends. They probably never called you, so you didn't hear it. Oh. Or you only got a call from a select few, yeah. and you only heard those songs. Yeah. Unless you're going to get set your text tone to those songs, and then you're just going to get absolutely nah, sick of it. see, because there was a moment in time, a brief moment, a fleeting moment in time, where text hadn't quite caught on yet. It was a pain in the ass. Like, you had to go. So people did call. People used to call. Now, the conversations were 14 seconds long, but you called. It's when text became free that it was like, and Blackberries. When Blackberry took over as the majority and you could use both thumbs to, to it was like on like Donkey Kong. Like, hell yeah. I can remember emailing people other than calling them. I was like, screw that. I'll just email Emailing. his Hotmail account. Mitch. Oh, that. The Hotmail <laughs> Mitch phase. Mitch at Hotmail. The messenger phase. Ooh, the messenger Man. phase. Man. Yeah. ICQ. All day, baby. <laughs> Think AOL Messenger, but that it was a, it was spun differently so that it wasn't so AOL centric. Yeah, it, it was like AOL was like kid stuff. I don't remember that. ICQ was a little more adult, but not as in like there was like you know anything. Weird. I thought you got a letter backwards and you meant to say ICP. I was like, what are <laughs> nope. we? <laughs> yeah, I, ICP all day, baby. I loved the nah. Whoop, whoop. I never got into them. You never got into ICP. Nah. The only thing I do thought it was really Hocus funny. Book is choke is right. That song's fine. No, I always thought it was funny that song where he's like, "How do magnets work?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> magnets. How do they? Work? <laughs> that was so funny. That was really good. It's really funny. All I, right. I sent David a picture of what my collection looks like. Okay. But it's, oh, it's well, grown I got to see this. Eight hundred. I I do have a small collection. Good because. God. That is a lot of CDs. That's a ton of CDs. It looks like, like Sarah's book collection. That looks like what DJs used to carry around to weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Those big old cases yeah, of the, CDs. The cases. That would have like behind them. <laughs> Do you need help with the speakers? No, but my CDs. I... Because there was, back then, there wasn't DJs with the headphones on with a laptop and they got, you know, the, the, the uh, little no. DJ set. No. Where you can mix the songs together. Nice, smooth transition. Nah. No, you had like CD players stacked on top of one another and yeah. you're getting a song ready every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CD player, CD player, cassette player, cassette player. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have it just in case, just in case of backup. I have these tape decks. I, I'm, I'm just thinking of DJing. On the loading dock of McCain Auditorium. Wow. A number of years ago. I'm talking way back the years ago. The loading dock. Band party. Man, those those band people. They get crazy. They did. Dude. They played by their own rules. Yeah. They go, yeah, McCain loading dock, I'll see you there, pal. And you're the hey, DJ. And you're like, you know, damn it. You don't need the space. Mm -hmm. No, it's outdoors. Let's party. But no booze, right? No, no booze. I was going to say, it's you know, McCain. It was a sponsored event. 
Oh, well. <laughs> Did you guys have the... But you had, bet you had many corn dogs. <laughs> no, there was Did no you... food. Damn. Did you guys have the CD players with like that had five trays in it and then it would rotate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, little brother that did that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought one of those when I was like 14. Yeah. And it's still in my dad's possession. He has it because he can't get it. There isn't a single radio station that will come in in that shop in Morganville, Kansas, other than KCOY. So, and uh, nothing against KCOY. Sure. It's a great station. Sure. But uh, just pop a CD in. And <laughs> dad, misses, dad misses his Lexus. <laughs> That had multiple CD player yeah. set up in, I, there, I just, in there. He I, misses that. I bought a 96 Cadillac Eldorado of many moons ago, and it had a six CD changer in the trunk. You had a pop trunk on people if you wanted to change CDs. And you're like, man, you'd have six in there, and one you'd be like, I'm going to take that out as soon as I pull over. I'm going to take that baby out. Well, there used to be, like, if you put in a stereo yeah. in your car, that the CD changer the cd that you know whatever you put your cds in there being the trunk mm-hmm. uh-huh, that's what that mm-hmm. mine was in yeah. The okay trunk. yeah mine was in the trunk push a little button and this thing came out it's like a little thick thing like that and you put six cds in there and swoop pop it back in that was sick and yeah of course if your changer if you only had one cd on your boom box at home you were a loser you were you actually people would just fight you at school I heard he only has a two CD changer, and they just beat him up. Brandon Peoples just hit us up on Twitter. Sorry, Travion, but he's he's mentioning uh, here on Twitter that uh, remember mowing lawns with CD Walkmans. I never did that, that dude. I was beyond mowing lawns at that see, point. Okay, so so me and Brandon, I, I think Brandon's one year younger than I am. Yeah, I remember putting them in my pocket. You know, and it was lucky we had big baggy jeans back oh, yeah. then because the pockets yeah. were huge. But you would put you would put the lock on the button lock, and then you'd stuff yeah, it down yeah. your jeans, and you'd just be walking. And if you if you went a little too too much, if you put a little too much into it, the CD would skip, and you're like, damn it, dang it! And you have to wait for it to go. Okay, now we're good. I remember girls running with Walkmans. With CD Walkmans, they would hold them in one hand and run. Nah. At, like running up and down Manhattan Avenue. Communists. Just crazy stuff, man. And then when, when the iPod came out and you could put it on your arm, it changed the whole game. But Brandon, I remember, baby, putting that Walkman in your pocket, mowing the lawn. You didn't look dumb. You just looked normal. And I remember thinking, man, I wish it was just, I wish I could just put it somewhere where it wouldn't skip all the time. And then I remember CD cleaners. You remember those yeah. CDs with a little rush on there? Yeah. Oh, man, you put the cleaner through there. I was like, that doesn't matter. My mom was always big on that. I go, come on, who cares? I got to let the dust fly, man. Let's Travion, you get the last words. Oh, I mean, I used to have a disc Walkman, too. That's what I listened to most of elementary school on the bus all the time. Whoa. Whoa. They let, On the bus? Mm-hmm. Manhattan Ogden back in the day they're like nope really what you can started too many fights between kids I wouldn't listen to that I wouldn't listen to that and they go what are you listening to three six mafia <laughs> no <laughs> oh, no that with the DS that was the move about like banning uh, banning certain clothes because oh yeah gang mm-hmm. members mm-hmm. Hey, I had a guy today call in the K Rock show <laughs> K Rock morning show talking about gangs from Amigo. <laughs> He goes, man, I messed up. I I made the gang in Wamigo angry, and they made my life in high school hell. I go, yeah. If I had a dollar for every time I made the gangs in Wamigo mad. You got the Red Raiders and the Blue Raiders. (laughs) 
All right, mm. we'll leave it yeah, at yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Borderline, borderline. Uh, when we come back, let's hear from K-State linebackers coach Steve Standard next. Oh, Travion, always make sure to play one of my beds. A show, typically. However, on Wednesdays, I usually play an AEW theme. You know, um, Travion probably doesn't know which ones those are. This album, Hot Wax, by the way. I mean, Mm. like a spaghetti and meatballs. Like a lamb and tuna fish. Just wonderful. You like this one? That was a great Big Daddy quote. Thank you. It's good stuff. Mm. Well, we can talk linebackers here for just a second. It th- seems like the last couple of weeks we've learned how this is shaping up to be with the three linebackers at the Sam, Mike, and Will. That's a strong side, middle, and weak side linebackers as uh, the two deep is developing. And we, we pretty much know who it's going to be. I mean, with the first ring, it's got to be Khalid Duke. Daniel Green, Will Honus mm-hmm. backing them up will be most likely Sean Robinson at the Sam, middle linebacker Nick Allen, Austin Moore at the Will. But let's get more details about these linebackers and how they've been doing lately. Let's hear from the linebackers coach of K-State. That's Steve Standard, who was with the media yesterday. Coming on Will Honus' health and how he's looked so far. Yeah. No, that's what we were talking about. Will's a big, strong guy. I mean, he is one of the strongest guys on the football team. Smart player and uh, excited about uh, what Will's going to be able to do this year. You know, we're going to be able to rotate two guys there at Will Backer between Austin and, and Will Honus. I'm sure you've been asked about Khalid Duke already. Mm-hmm. Has he had any limitations so far? You know, that's been the thing. Uh, that's the thing that's been nice is just trying to get him back to full speed. You know, I think uh, his knee was not probably 100 percent. You know three, four weeks ago. And I think the strength staff and the trainers have really done a good job getting him, you know, back to speed. And I think it's a lot of times with when you have an ACL, it's confidence and getting his confidence back. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see you know, what Khalid can do. And is he showing the confidence in that name? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, all the reports from everybody is that uh, uh, he is uh, in a different place now than he probably was two, three weeks ago. Now that you guys have kind of more defined that same linebacker position is is that all you coaching it still at this point uh it's coaching the, the same mike and will oh yeah yeah so you know last year it was you know we were transitioning defensively okay. and, and we tried to make some guys that uh played other positions play that sam linebacker position and, and we ended up finding reggie who uh <laughs> Really didn't come here to do that, and I really appreciate him jumping in there and doing it. But he was—he's not the ideal size you want at that position because you have limitations on what you can do with him. And ideally, what you want is a body type like, you know, Sean Robinson. Mm-hmm. You said Jake's kind of far the further Talk along mentally, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. than any freshman you've probably coached. Mm-hmm. Is that gonna maybe help him perhaps see the field pretty soon? Yeah, you know, he's doing some really good things. You know, he's still learning. He's got to do a better job with knee bend and, and uh, blocks destruction and some of those things. But, you know, he can move. And he's, I think he's got pretty good instincts. And, and what I was referring to is just he's worked at it as far as putting himself in position to understand. He's able to get lined up and he's able to make 
the adjustments and the calls that need to be made that a lot of freshmen aren't usually in a position to do. So we'll see. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a process, but he's on a good trajectory right now. How much has Daniel Green's growth helped the guys that are going to be on either side of him playing this year? Yeah, you know, I think you know, Daniel is a young man that has really worked at being a better football player. When I say that, meaning his block destruction, his knee bend, his uh, his own coverage. I mean, he's, he's put time in to improve as a player. But the biggest thing right now with Daniel is he has established himself as a very good vocal leader right now. And he is, without a doubt, uh, the guy that's out there getting everyone lined up and uh, developing a sense of urgency for everybody to get in position. And he's doing a good job of holding people accountable. And Daniel holds himself accountable. That's what I love about coaching Daniel. You know, he can take hard coaching. And when he's wrong, he fesses up to being wrong. And when he believes he's right, he's going to stand up, you know, for himself from that standpoint. And a lot of times he's got valid points. So uh, he's a real joy to coach, man. I'm really excited where Daniel is right now, um, maturity-wise. Is he climbing climbing up the ranks kind of of guys historically that you've coached, Daniel? Daniel? Yeah, Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I've just just loved seeing his – progress the last three years you know and really I mean that's that's why we do this for a living mm-hmm. and when you get to see a young man develop both physically and he keep in mind he, he's put time in that weight room he's changed his body but he's also changed his uh, approach to the game and his maturity and uh, yeah he's, he's definitely one of those guys that I won't forget for a long time how, how much further along is your room right now compared to this time last year um, I think we've We've got the guys that we need to operate the defense we have now. That that's been a major like difference. Types? Yeah, the body types. Um, you know, we're not trying to, you know, transition Wayne Jones or Ryan Henney or, or you know Reggie into being a linebacker when they played safety. So I am uh, really pleased. And I have some guys like Nick Allen, uh, Deuce, uh, uh, Austin Moore. They've been fantastic leaders, and they lead by example, and they hold people accountable. You know, Nick Allen's another guy that uh, Nick is uh, an accountable guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he did so much for us in the off season. Nick, you know, had his uh, ACL repaired, and he came back in eight months. And I was watching him in the training room, and I don't know if I've seen many guys work as hard as he has to get back. And not only was he holding himself accountable, but he was holding all those guys in that training room accountable. So Nick's a solid leader for us, too. So that makes our room extremely strong. There you have it. Linebackers coach for K-State, Steve Standard, who seems like to have a, a pretty solid two deep that he'll have available at linebacker this season with a whole bunch of guys that have had their, worked their way up through the ranks to be starters or on the second string. When we come back, it's time for our number one song of the day next. You can shake an apple off an apple tree. Shake a shake of sugar, but you'll never shake me. No survey. Stick like glue Stick because I'm stuck on you From 1960 Stuck on you by 
Elvis Presley. Four weeks at number one. God. DG, where is uh, Elvis from? Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, kinda, but he was originally from Tupelo, Minis- uh, Mississippi. Yeah, I was gonna say Minnesota. What? Topeka, Kansas. King of rock and roll, one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century. He has sold over 500 million records worldwide. He has sold more records than any other solo artist in history. That's according to the Guinness World Records. In 58, went into the army in Memphis. Stationed in Germany. Left active duty about two years later. Received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award at the age of 36. Damn. What did you guys do in your lifetime at the age of 36? Nothing. Not what Elvis did. No. (laughs) But unfortunately for him, years of prescription drug abuse, unhealthy eating habits, it really compromised his health. He died suddenly. August 16th of 1977, so of course the anniversary was yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, at Graceland. He was 42 Ooh. when he died. At the time, FTD had more orders for flowers than at any time in their history. Wow. Elvis's funeral held at Graceland a couple of days later. They put him in the ground quickly. quickly. They're like, we got to get to this will. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> yeah. get this wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, just outside the gates, there was a car that plowed into a group of fans, killing two young women and critically injuring a third. It was said about 80,000 people lined the concessional route to Forest Hill Cemetery, where he was buried. Elvis was buried next to his mother. Uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 86, and he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom four years ago. 23 studio albums. Get this, 114 top 40 hits. And this is his second of 18 number ones on the Billboard Hot 100. So what's interesting about this song was the buildup. Because after Elvis was discharged from the Army on March 5th, 1960, boy, things were in motion for his next projects. Because Stuck On You was his first hit after exiting the Army. Well, the first order of business was to get new records on the market when he left the Army. This is where the anticipation came from. Because RCA was already planning to sell thousands of records, send thousands of records across the country. And this was before they knew when the song was going to be recorded, what they even knew what the song was. They had no idea what this music was going to be. They just knew this thing was going to sell like hotcakes. They were already planning to send 72,000 records to New York City. Wow. 56,000 to Chicago, 42,000 to Detroit, and San Francisco was going to receive 38,000 of those records. And then the other part of the million that was going to be originally pressed going elsewhere. That was before anything was determined. So it didn't take long. The Phantom Record Pictures sleeves were already put together what the album cover was going to look like or for the single. What that was going to look like was already made before he was out of the army. And it just has a couple of pictures of him prior to the army. And it did not have the song title stuck on you on the singles cover. 
Hmm. It was just put on the album once they had recorded, which, by the way, recorded two songs for the single, and then less than a week later, less than a week after it was recorded, already on shelves in record stores across the country. Put it out, put it out, put it out! That's how... You can almost call it a desperate move by RCA because Mm -hmm. at the time, nothing else was really going for them. Wow. Elvis was their their meal ticket. Uh Uh-huh. And so they, once he got an army, they had everything ready to go. <laughs> we just need you in a studio. <laughs> he steps out of the army and they're like, okay, get in this car, go to the studio right now. Like, Can I go to the bathroom? Or just lay down, maybe? No. Same. Can I, like, spend any time with Priscilla? No. No. <laughs> no, she's still 16. <laughs> but, um, great, greatest selling artist. Yeah, yeah. Watch yourself. I know. <laughs> oh, my. All right, guys, so there's a line right there. <laughs> I'm guessing you don't have anything else on Elvis, Trey. Trey loves Elvis. I want to say I love Elvis. I find his career very fascinating. What, what is the most fascinating thing, do you think? About Elvis? Uh, I mean, he was just, like, the first, like, mega star. Like, like... You know, so it's just interesting. He had to go through everything, so everyone following him. Yeah. You know, he was the template for everything, kind of like the Beatles were for oh, major oh, rock bands. Oh, yeah. 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 Can't forget about out. those swinging hips. Yeah. Them swinging Ed Sullivan hips. show. I actually just watched that uh, performance of Hound Dog the other night on YouTube. Whoa. The place went nuts, and then they're like, "We better zoom in and not show those those hips." It, it, there are plenty of crazy moments in history. Many aren't nearly as crazy years later as Elvis getting a badge from Richard Nixon to be a drug fighter. With his eyes like completely glassed over, which is just like the the best picture I've ever seen. So so you have Nixon who committed crimes, Elvis who was doing drugs, a law enforcement badge from the federal government. They're like, yeah. To Sounds fight good. to fight drugs. Okay, the yeah. The seventies, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> what a time. Jesus. You know, I just Elvis was cool, but I just wish that they would have got it mixed up on the Ed Sullivan show and would have accidentally like zoomed in on his hips, on his crotch. And just, <laughs> you know, and really oh just blow the people's minds, you know? What Can you channel imagine was, the FCC complaints <laughs> for that? I was gonna say, what channel was Ed Sullivan on? Like CBS. CBS. Yeah, they would be Oh. Suspended for a week. No they, more they, CBS. Yeah, yeah, the Tiffany Network would have paid a serious price. What is happening? Oh my God! People from Tupelo to Kansas City be passing out. What's, oh, what's interesting man. about like when he came back from the army and stuff? He had to totally like reshape his career to not be so much a bad boy, but more so like, oh, he's like a Dean Martin type. Well, he also got into more of the lubby dubbies stuff, yeah. right? Like after the army, did more movies, more movies. Yeah, I like I ain't nothing but hound dog. Started you know to wear I mean? really bad jumpsuits. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but yeah. wasn't that the best Elvis? Viva Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, it's good. That's good stuff, dude. <laughs> that All movie's right. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Did Elvis make a good movie? <laughs> Jailhouse I, Rock I, is really good. I always oh, I always think on. of Eddie Murphy's bit about Elvis and his acting. Lemonade, yeah. Exactly. Cool, exactly. Just have him sing the lines. <laughs> 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 
All right, guys. Uh, Travy, on a quick break. I got to go. I'm going to let these guys take care of Ask Us yeah. Anything next. Thirteen fifty KMAN. That's what we're on. Oh my God! Ask us what anything. What do you think this was? MTV. I well. 